0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Muss. And in my 25 plus years on country music radio, along with 10 plus seasons on the Minnesota Vikings radio network, I've interviewed, worked with, and hung out with a lot of celebrities. No matter how big the star, how much people think, oh, wow, I wish I had their life. That's the coolest person ever. You know what I found? We're all dorks. And there's a fine line between awkward and awesome. So I started calling my awesome friends. This podcast is all about embracing your dorkdom. No matter who you are or what you've achieved, this is Dork.
1: I want to see what this offense can look like when they predominantly go 4 and 5-5. Five five. I know it's counterintuitive. Two-
0: Based on what happened with the Bears last week My guest this time around is my friend Fellow Vikings Radio Network broadcast team member An all-around uber-talented human And not like the the guy who once drove you to the airport Uber Although, there's no doubt that you'd give him five stars Because he's great at everything he does It's 10-year NFL linebacker and former Viking Ben Lieber After Ben finished his collegiate career at Kansas State University He was drafted by the San Diego Chargers in 2002 They named it...
1: Which of course in German means a whale's vagina. No, there's no way that's correct.
0: Of course. Had to. Thank you, Ron Burgundy. Lieber came to Minnesota in 2006
1: Intercepted by Ben Lieber. So Ben Lieber with a sack and now an interception from Brian
0: Greasy. And yes, he was a part of the 2009, no, that wasn't pass interference, yes, that was a pass across the body in Bounty Gate Saints game. In 10 seasons in the NFL, number 51 had nearly 500 tackles, 24 sacks, 5 interceptions, then... He embarrassed all of us that have made this whole broadcasting thing our lives. He joined us at K102, KFAN, Fox 9, local TV, and Fox Sports covering college games for the network. He did all of that with ease and a tremendously high level of cool. Wait a minute. Why the hell did I have him on this podcast? I'm not bitter. Truth is, I love this guy. And most do because Ben Lieber is a great dude and maybe the coolest dork. Welcome to this week's edition of Dork, and my guest, my buddy Ben Lieber. How you doing, Ben? Hi,
1: Mus. You uh, know, most of the time, we we talk down the line at Vikings games. Yeah, we never get to see. Eye we to never eye. get to see each other. Yeah, this and is our weird. and our we have we have different schedules here at the station. Right. So we you so,
0: literally took this job so that way you never have to see me. I understand. It.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> you. You busted me. You you foiled my plan, and now you tracked me down so that we can be staring lovingly into right. each other's eyes.
0: Right, and I feel already super super dorky due to the fact that I have to wear these uh, readers here, and so Listen, I'm like constantly up
1: and down. Uh, look, you know. I'm I'm almost to that point. You know, I've got you uh, got a big birthday. I do. Four O. I know four O. You know the the four O thing is as um as I'm approaching it it. I didn't really think much about it, but I'm thinking more about just kind of like, it, am I supposed to think more about my longevity of life? Am I supposed to like do all the the cliched things at forty? Um, Jump out of a plane? Yeah, like readable. am I supposed to feel like that? And I, I guess I don't. Um, maybe it's because I'm not doing anything special for my birthday. Like my wife and I, she's a year older than me, so she already turned forty. So we did a joint fortieth birthday party already. Oh, nice! Uh, last May. So I've essentially already celebrated my birthday. Um, so yeah, when it when it comes, I'm really I just told her like I don't want to do anything. Part partially because we kind of spent a grip of money on this on the actual celebration itself. Right, right, so I'm right, like, yeah, yeah. we don't really need to do another celebration <laughs> for me. Like I'll, I'll get take, another football gig. Yeah, I'll take my Chipotle <laughs> and I'll be fine.
0: Well, you know, and that's the thing is that when you, when you hit forty. The worst part about hitting 40 is not that you hit 40, because it was nothing when I hit 40. I didn't care. But it was everybody else reminding me that you're 40. Yeah. And then I realized when I turned 41, I no longer can just say, well, yeah, I'm 40. Now I'm in my 40s. Might as well be 49 at that point. Right. You're in it. And now I'm 46, and I had my buddy Bruce, who you've played golf with. Yep. His daughter looks at me as they were taking me out for dinner and said, ah, 46, upper 40s, huh?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's... That won't hurt. I I think what's going to hurt for me more than anything else is closer to 50. But that also means that my daughter will be... My daughter's 10. So she'll be off to college. I think in the upper 40s when I'm sending my kid off to college... Yeah. And I'm now the guy that's going to... Let's say that the dads get together at said university... I still remember, like, I remember that college days so vividly that like, right. yeah. I can't believe we've already flashed to this point where I'm the creepy dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just old timed yourself on that one with just the statement of self, oh, it seems like just yesterday. I, I know. Doesn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think there is going to be, a, when, when my birthday comes, it's going to be more of the, uh, whoa, you're 40, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just stop reminding me, and like I was, I'm, I'm trying to treat it like it's a normal birthday. But everybody else right. around me is going to be like, "Ooh, well, wow, midlife crisis." Ooh, are black be- balloons we got for yeah. you. Ha, ha. Ha, They're ha. mylar, Over so they'll the- last longer. Over the hill, ha, ha. <laughs> and that was a dorky Shut statement
0: that I actually said mylar. Uh, dork. Okay, so there. I believe that there is truly a a thin line, a veil between awkward and awesome. Given the fact where you were in the awesome ranks, 10 years, 10 seasons in the NFL, linebacker. I sure. mean, like the cool of all cool, I that guess. you went to the dorkiest career possible broadcasting. <laughs> You're doing it backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is dorky at all. Uh, there <laughs> well, there's there a, you are a dork. <laughs> there's an art and there's a creativity to it. I, actually, yeah. that's kind of what, what drew me into it, um, into broadcasting, was A, it was out of my realm. Uh, I thought that there was, I've sort of admired like all the creative arts and I've, and I've told my wife this, like, I can't play an instrument. I cannot sing. Right. I can't, I can't paint. I can't draw. I cannot do anything artistic. But right? he can dance his ass off. I can try to dance. You know, I can <laughs> let the music move me, but, and I've always felt this, like this, this part of me that, that should be creative right. and, and, and I want to be creative. Um, and i thought well this in this way because it's so out of my realm right like i really got to be vulnerable to do this job because you know as an athlete you don't have to do you don't have to expose yourself mentally and emotionally right you, you expose yourself physically um and that's that's kind of easy right but to expose yourself you know as far as a personality and who you are that's kind of scary right and you guys do it you know, you guys as the professionals do it, and you're and you're great at it, and you're good with it. I'm like, how do I get to that point where like you're totally comfortable in your your own skin? I have no
0: problem making a jackass of myself.
1: Right, it's right. weird. I should. Right,
0: but I I just I don't know why it doesn't bother me at all.
1: But you have were you always like that? I'm I'm flipping this interview around. <laughs> yeah, but were no, you always I, like that?
0: I, I have. I've always been really dorky because, uh, and, a, and a big portion of that would have to be because both my brothers are six five, and my sister threw javelin and shot put, and you know went off to college, and right. and uh, she was a hell of an athlete. And so in my family, I was short. I was the one that did the black sheep, as my dad would always say. Well, it takes technique to get him that big, and he'd throw his hip out like this. It was yeah. gross. <laughs> I'm like, dad, I have to think about you and mom doing it, yeah. and then you just mailed it in. Thank you. Hello, yeah. oh, my name yeah. is Mus. Um, so I always had to like there. I had that was the only way I could stand out was that I, I was not. I was fearless when it came to either jumping into a, a sleeping bag to let my brothers see how far they could throw me in the front yard, right. to you know just making a jackass of myself. Just to entertain me and anyone else, that, if I got a giggle, to me that was better than uh, you know getting a big sack. Which, or something which like kind that. of
1: sounds like the path that a lot of comedians and and uh, entertainers have, I think. Right? Like they, they the they, sadness. They, no, no, they the they, they, they realize they realized early on that sort of um, that sort of sat- satisfaction, whether whether or not you're filling a hole or you just like you enjoy entertaining people and getting people to laugh. Right. Um, at an early age, you're like, well. This shit's kind of fun. Like, I, right. I, I like, even if it's at my expense, it's still pretty fun.
0: There's so many things that I've had to overcome, though, because you get a real low level of dork and it's hard to bounce back. Case in point, I decided I was going to go into the theater. Yes. Uh, I was in junior high, so eighth grade, but it was summer theater. In Owatonna, Minnesota, yeah. I'm thinking eh, it's not Hot,
1: a hotbed of, of talent. in <laughs> that, <today>, you know, <laughs>
0: exactly. You know. Yeah, the, it is. I mean, it is. You, the could, Riviera, you could name Minnesota. all
1: the stars that have come out of Owatonna, <laughs> oh, but it'll, it'll oh, take the whole podcast. Way too long. Yeah,
0: way too long. And so uh, I, I, I get into this. I'm, I'm the stand-in, right, to the lead. I'm not even the lead, right. And so I probably should have learned all my lines. Probably should have. That might have been monumental. Uh, and then the, the, the guy who had the lead decides last minute. I mean, literally last minute. I'm not doing it. So I go, turns out, Owatonna oh, Theater in the summertime, it's a big hit. Big deal, huh? Packed house. Ooh, and the shoots. worst part about this is that in the front row is not only Jody Cherry, the woman that I loved and wanted to do anything the to Last make Sings sure she Cherry. saw me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. Very Rockwellian, isn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I so was with Jody Cherry and I was gonna make her my gal. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh God. And I don't remember all the lines because I didn't study enough because yeah. I was the standing. God.
1: I think I was supposed to be a tree Well, otherwise. even if you do remember all your lines, then you get on that moment, and it's like, oh, no. Then you have, like, brain freeze at times. Like, you can get right. caught up in the moment, like, oh, crap, I just forgot my lines. Even if you knew the lines.
0: And the costume required tights. Oh. They were not my tights. They were tighter than the regular tights, I guess. And there's my mom, who's also in the front row, who says way too loud for me, the actor, to hear on stage, oh, that's my boy, he's the lead. Oh, and those are very very snug tights thanks mom you just got jody cherry staring at my groin now yeah. and i don't know yeah. my lines sweaty mess it was horrible that took me years to overcome. to overcome that it turned out in my favor later down the road with the uh, young jody cherry uh just because really? like, oh yeah she's like
1: i remember you were in that
0: play oh god no please yeah But it wasn't. She probably
1: didn't know much different though. I
0: know, but still, it's not like when you're a quarterback and you got the towel over the top of it. You know, this was just me, my thespianism right out in front of everybody. (laughs) uh, I'm actually kind of sweating now because just the rehash of the story.
1: See, what's funny about that is is um so in my high school, we were when it comes to like the you know, there's that divide between like the the artsy kids and like the the athletes, right? Mm -hmm. And at our school it actually happened to be that the artsy kids were the popular kids.
0: This is in Vermilion? In Vermillion, yeah,
1: and and the athletes, you know, we were—I mean, they were popular, but you know, like our my senior year, the homecoming king was a guy that was in you know swing and choir and band and all that stuff, okay. right? And so it just kind of gives you a glimpse that that you know a lot of people like they're popular. I guess my point is so. I there was a part of me when I as I said earlier that I I kind of wanted to do something creative because I can't I can't sing I can't dance I can't I can't draw or whatever I, like all the cool kids I, I, and <laughs> so I thought like man it would actually be kind of cool and plus you know there's some pretty hot chicks in the yeah, yeah. right oh in yeah the, in theater yeah yep so so part of it was like oh I, I want to do something different but also it was like man, it's some pretty hot chicks in theater so I wanted like in the back of my I wanted to do it. But I could never get over the hump of convincing myself that, like, oh well, you're a jock. Like jocks and jocks don't go into theater. Like right. they just they don't do that. So like, it was there in inside of me to try it, and I probably I most likely would have bombed because at that I, I look back on that stage of my life, like getting out in front of people is was terrifying. You know, yeah. public speaking, doing something in front of the class, and so I I would have been terrible at it. But I I kind of wanted to do it, and that's. Enough, sort of why like I'm doing stuff like this now. Like,
0: so now you can relive that dream all the way around.
1: Yeah, this is hard. This is hardly the theater dream, but you know, <laughs>
0: well, give it time. Give yeah, it time. Yeah. yeah, this is just you're ramping up to that particular sure. moment there. And the big reason I did the theater thing was that because I was I played baseball and football and hockey and all that kind of stuff. I'm a small town, you know, so you did it. But I wanted something more. I'm like, I kind of want to do something other than the sport thing. That's all we ever known for. That makes no sense to me. It's not very much fun. And when you think about this, uh, so what was probably like the dorkiest thing that you remember as a kid or maybe even in middle school or high school, something where you're like, yeah, I just, I mean, I used to interview myself on the toilet. As if I was being interviewed because of, like, a great hockey game I
1: played. Right.
0: I was both the interver- interviewer and the interviewee.
1: You know, I don't know if this is dorky. It certainly is stupid. I don't know if it's dorky. <laughs> um, there was a time when I was a kid, when I was when I was in Iowa when I was growing up. So I lived in Iowa uh, from my, when I was time. I was basically born, like, two years old till uh, fifth grade, end of my fifth grade year. And I remember... I don't know why, but I was trying to see how much pain I could tolerate. <laughs> so, so I I got on my bike in my backyard, mind you, not on the concrete, right. right? And I would intentionally throw myself off the bike. You're like doing stunts. No, and I wasn't really <laughs> doing. So. I would just I would just ride. I'd like give a few hard like pedal pushes, right? And then just like f- jump off or like fall <laughs> off my bike backwards. And be like, oh yeah, that didn't that didn't hurt too bad. That didn't hurt <laughs> too bad. And I, I, the thing is, like, I look back, I'm like, I don't know what goal I was trying to I was right. trying to accomplish here. I even hit a small tree once. <laughs> like I, I kind of pedaled toward this little yeah. small sapling. It wasn't very big, and kind of threw myself into this tree and be like, yeah, that was kind of cool. It didn't it didn't hurt that bad. Um, think about what that did for your football career. You know, you knew how to shoulder. Roll. I probably took more concussions <laughs> doing that than I than I did playing football. I, but I would say, you know, even even uh, looking back on and that at that point in time, because that was probably my dorkiest stage when I was in, you know, going up into fifth grade. Um, I used to think it was we had the the Hutch football equipment, you know, like the oh. pla- the plastic, right? Yep. So I had an Oklahoma one and I had a Nebraska one, and um, you know, we my, my two brothers and I would we would play. Football in the Front Yard, in which I always got pummeled because I was the third kid. And But anyway, I always thought it was super cool, right, to uh, to like try to impress the neighborhood kids. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So, Everyone's
0: watching. I know it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah in, in, in your mind, like, it,
1: it's middle of the day in yeah. the summertime. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, everybody's watching. I one-hand
0: there. this nerf, yeah. and yeah.
1: Everybody's going to be outside just watching this, right? <laughs> I would go for runs in my football stuff. Like, I would run. <laughs> I would, like, exercise in my football stuff. Just hitting
0: stuff. sprints in your yeah. gear in the front And, yard. I,
1: and we had this, because we, in our neighborhood, there's a ton of kids in our We had, like, a, we always made up the an Olympics. Like, we'd do, like, oh, yeah. you know, the broomstick throw and stuff like that, right? So part of the running track was, like, going around the block, and we did it for time. But I would just do it on my own in my football gear, because I thought it was super cool. Like, this is going to this is gonna, so this is gonna impress everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then probably the dorkiest moment in which I even knew at that. See, I, when I was running the laps in my football gear, in my hutch football gear, which is that terrible polyester that doesn't breathe at yeah, all, just right? Sweating just ass. and it's scratchy and itchy, <laughs> and you know I wasn't wearing like an undershirt or anything. No, no. Um, I thought that was cool at the time, but I. But then I did something that even at that young age, I thought, "What the hell am I doing?" Right. <laughs> So we didn't have enough money to have like the true like big boombox ghetto blaster. Oh sure, you know, yeah. but that was kind of cool at that point in time. Like put it up on your shoulder and yeah. like walk down the street.
0: Were you still in cassettes at this point? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Singles?
1: Yeah, <laughs> just on my own. I was in, I was I was intentionally uh, kind of by this girl's house, just walking around the block. Like always, like slow walking by her house, just just because you know. Right. Again, just like going for a run, like everybody's gonna be out outside or at the window watching, you know what what's going on in life outside. <laughs> They're gonna hear these kicking tunes. Oh yeah. Oh, I,
0: please tell me what was playing. What would be like the hot music you're playing? I think effect? it was Queen.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh I think okay. It was Queen. That's not so bad. I, I yeah. was thinking it was gonna be something. No, worse. I think it was Queen because I remember that cassette, and I was like, "That's that that." that I was drawn to that. Were you playing uh,
0: I am the champion? I mean, we are the champion?
1: Yes, I think so. Like on repeat. <laughs>
0: but you were singing I was a champion yeah. wearing my hutch.
1: <laughs> and and I thought it was so cool because I, I was walking by her house not knowing if she was even home or not. Right. And it just so happens as I'm walking back towards my house, they come in their car around the corner to drive home. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Like accomplished. Did right. it. Right. Yep. She sees how freaking cool I am. And it didn't, Good it didn't, luck dealing with the rest of yeah. your life now that you've seen that. And then it, it didn't take very long to be like, boy, uh, that was really dumb. Yeah. Dorky like, and stalkerish. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I'm, a cre- I'm like outing myself as a freaking creepo. <laughs> and then here's the funny thing is like, I don't even like the, the the girl that I was probably trying to impress, never dated her, never tried to date her. Like, well, again, it's fifth grade, right? right I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like, but I don't even, I doubt we would even like date. At the, like even in high school, if I had stayed there, right, it was just kind of that. You were weird... just hoping for one roller rink. Moment. Yeah, you're just kind of yeah. like yeah, you're just kind of hoping to get a little of a little attention from a girl. Right, that's it. Yep, that's it.
0: There you could tell like everybody else. Yeah, that's yeah, my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> she's my girlfriend. I walked out with a boombox in front of her house playing Queen, and she went, "I gotta have that guy."
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't find a better beacon of just like studliness, right? Like that's the guy. Please
0: tell me that's how you met Abby as well. That would be a, a
1: great story. No, that was in macroeconomics in college. Oh, yeah, really? That, I mean, you talk about a sexy subject to meet somebody in.
0: Macroeconomics. Thanks for holding off on all the really dorky
1: stuff. It was a one it's a 101 class I had to I had to I had to do it. Um <laughs> But she, oh, she even told me. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? Woohoo!
0: A hand clapper, a, a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. I mean, you know, you know how our wives are. They yeah. tell us we're dorks all the time. Yeah, constantly, yes. And she's so when she tells a story of us meeting, she's like you were the biggest dork in the whole class. Yeah. Right. It was my freshman year. She's a sophomore. She's got she had to take the class as well. And she was in the front row with her first couple of rows with all of her sorority sisters. And then the and our coach made us all sit in the front row, the first couple of rows, right? The guys sit in the front of the class. Right. Can't can't hide in the back of the class. You know, this is a 350, you know, seat auditorium. So I roll in with my buddies, and the cool thing at the time was we just wore we just wore like our cotton sweats everywhere, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as if that it's was got a, the K State logo on yeah, there, you the K-State like, yeah, K State football logo with yep. the little Nike swoosh, like we were badass, right? right? <laughs> but the kicker was you, you didn't wear your pants right side out; you turned them inside out. Oh, I remember that look. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, I remember all of you and your dorky teammates come in <laughs> with with your oversized baggy sweatpants inside out." <laughs> In your horrible high top Nikes, that were also like everything I had on was free, like, right, team yeah. issued everything, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing that she really remembers is I had a buddy that needed to gain weight, and so he brought a he brought a sling cooler over his shoulder all the time. Oh yeah. And he would just bring food into class, and so he just eat like either fried chicken or PB and J's and stuff in class. And she's like, and you sat next to that gross guy that just ate all the time, and you're, you know, you're in your like. Crap, <laughs> crappy sweats that are inside out that you probably have worn for like 10 days straight, which is true. Very like, much true, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't do laundry. Like, what was I? What do you know? No, when the
0: sheets for? get funky, I throw them out and I buy a new stuff. <laughs> I never wash them. What's yeah. that, that's, that's how you live in college. Yeah. <laughs> ben Lieber is my guest. This is Dork. The. Um, The cool thing about what I love about the show and so far when we've done these is that it's this opportunity to let people know that no matter what you're looking at, if you're seeing somebody, you go, well, Ben Lieber, look at this guy, he played in the NFL, he's smooth." you kill me! How smooth you are with everything, even your damn golf swing. It's disgusting. Shut up! You no, know, it's true. It's true. But uh, but you know you, you go, oh wow! It would it must be sweet to be Ben Lieber, and, and it probably is. Uh, it sure looks that way from over here. But it's awesome to know that deep down, and I know you for this, but yeah, deep yeah. down, you're a dork, just like the yeah, rest, just of like us. everybody. Right? Yeah, and that's what's amazing about the you know being able to share that, and when you embrace that inner dorkdom. When you actually start running in your front yard with your hutch on, and you go over and over again with sprints stuff like that, you too might end up in the NFL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the thing is, here's the funny thing: is when I, when, as, as I tell that story, like I, I was running around my football gear because I thought it was cool. Like you know, society would say that like football is cool, right? Yeah. And I even knew that as a kid. Um, I didn't care about playing football. I didn't really like playing football. Right. Like. I just liked the gear. Like, I thought it was so I'm sweet. I'm going to get some free sweats. I thought it was so sweet to have, like, my white football pants on with my, like, my red, whether well, it's Oklahoma or Nebraska, like, jersey, and my plastic helmet that had, like, the, the one single bar, like, the yeah. two bars that went across. <laughs> I thought that was so badass. Yeah. Like, I didn't really care about playing. It was, shoot, I was I was too scared to get hit. Like, right. I didn't want to get hit. Like, I didn't like the contact of football. Um so I just wanted to, I'm like, this is sweet gear. I'm going to run around and show everybody how cool I am.
0: <laughs> I have to ask you so now, uh, of all the people that you've ever met in your life and your career has been able to, to, to take you to some really sweet heights and opportunities to meet people that had, you know, have also been able to hit that. And whether it's artists, uh, music artists, or if it's um, actors or uh, other football players, who has been the person that you met that no matter how cool you're trying to contain, you kind of dorked out? Um, like you, you know, still I, think I, you veiled it okay, but you know, deep down you were just losing it.
1: I, you know, I would say that honestly, I don't think I've met like so a lot of famous, famous people. Um, you know, there was a time, so two stories. So one is sports related. One is like entertainment related. Um, so Eric Stone Street who plays. Yes. yes on KM. modern, on Cam, a modern family. So he's a K state grad. Love that guy. Um, So we happen to be uh, when I was in when I was we've connected before just because of the K State deal and you know we I was at the NFLPA meetings and we got done with our meetings and we went to over to over to a hotel in Maui and it just so happened they were shooting the final episode of season one yes in Hawaii okay yep and so he and the whole cast were there although half the cast had already left but uh like Phil Dunphy and that you know all all those guys were still there and so they kind of they we hooked up with them. They came in uh, to our hotel and sort of partied with us. And that's how we sort of like started our our communication. So anyway, fast forward to just a couple years um, ago, I was in Los Angeles at the Fox uh, Sports lot, which is on the big Fox movie set, movie lot in Los Angeles. And so as you pull in, like Fox Sports is kind of on the front part of the lot, and then the back part is all the movie production and TV production stuff. Well, Modern Family shoots there on that same lot. So we were texting. I said, "Hey, I'm in LA. I'm actually on the Fox lot." He's like, "Great. I'm actually I'm actually shooting a, a scene right now. Um, we're just going through rehearsals." He's like, "Come to this building, whatever, and and uh, we'll, let's hook up." So I walk down to the back part of the 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 lot. I watch him do his deal, and then he takes me into the Modern Family set where they're actually doing a bunch of shoots with like Ed O'Neill and uh, and what, what's, who's the Sophia guy? Vigara? Sophia yeah, Vagara. So. He brings me around. They're like doing one of like the little confessionals where they sit on the couch. Oh yeah, right? I love those. Yeah, and and he just like brings me right in. Like it almost it, it's as if we're like interrupting the whole thing. They are like getting ready to shoot their scene, and the the words didn't even come out of my mouth. Like I don't even know if I said in a coherent fashion. Like nice to meet you, to Sophia. <laughs> Yeah. Or even nice to meet you to Ed O'Neill, right? Ed O'Neill's the best. The yeah. best. I was yeah. I was more in awe of him. Like, yeah. y- yes, like, I'm standing above Sophia, so I have, like, a top-down view, right? Right, right, so, right. yeah. It's not the course, worst ever. Yeah, it's yeah. not the worst. But so, like, you're trying to, like, not look, but right. it's, they're kind of just there or whatever. So I meet her, and then they shoot the scene, and then I start talking to Ed O'Neill afterwards because he's a football guy, right? Right, He played, yeah. he played college football. Um I don't even think I, like, made any sense, honestly. Like, I felt so stupid when right. I walked out that I'm like, he thinks I'm just, like, this dumb jock, knucklehead, you know, football player. Right. Because, you know, Eric, the way Eric introduced us, like, he made the connection that, like, hey, this guy played in the NFL and whatever he played, went to Kansas State. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> you know, those things eh, I did, me too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God." laughs>
0: <laughs> you taxi drivered him where you oh, give it to when the taxi guy goes yeah. hey have a great flight yeah you too oh crap whenever it is you fly yeah
1: and <laughs> and then and then we go back to the back part of the set and then um you know why am i forgetting phil Dumphy's character that his name it, he he went to oregon he's a huge college football fan really and so he starts talking to me about college football and it's like my mind is like blanking on like what is even relevant in college football? And he's like all up to date on, it. and I'm supposed to be like this college football guy. You're and, on a and, lot for it. Yeah, and, and he's like talking. To I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, you know, if you know Washington can do something, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm saying right now, and like I'm totally blowing this. And I don't know. So I, I, did, I would be a
0: mess in that whole thing. I'd, I'd, yeah. Oh, and if I saw Claire, I'd be real. Well, mad. I
1: that's so he was doing a, um, he was rehearsing a scene where they were at a high school dance and he, he was trying to impress somebody or whatever. And so they were, they were doing the choreography for the dance. Uh, there's another comedian who you'd recognize that that was involved in the shoot as well. So, so I met her as well. And Julie Bowen. Yeah, she was, I watched probably 45 minutes of them rehearsing, uh, before I went onto their, their actual set. But, uh, she seemed very nice. She wasn't super talkative. She's kind of like met me and then she had to go run off and go do something else. Um, but the other one was I I think really the first even the first few times that Brett Favre was involved in our locker room like oh yeah room, the team um he because he lockered right next to me so we I, I was sort of when he when he came on the team you know his it all happened so fast right like we weren't I don't think the, the equipment guys were even really truly prepared about where his was flying yeah where his locker, yeah, where his locker yeah. was gonna be and so uh it wasn't until like, you know, hours afterwards, that I get to my locker and I look over to my right and see I see Favre's nameplate. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, like Favre's gonna be like right next to me. One of The greatest quarterbacks to ever play yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, and like a guy like I totally like admired and like you know you know cursed out at times as well. Just like yeah, um, he was my first NFL fine was with the Chargers and and like so <laughs> he you know he I would say. For weeks, it wasn't even just like a couple of days. For weeks, I just didn't even know, like, what do I say to this guy? You know, like, how? Right. How, yeah. What, you know, what conversation what, can Yeah. What kind of conversation? Like, that weather's something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, I'm like, I, I don't even know. Does he even really know who I am? Like, he's, right. he's come across hundreds, thousands of players and never, you know, it's like when these, when people meet celebrities, they, you, you, I think there's this idea that the celebrities would know. I don't know. Like, like I, I would never expect that Favre would know who I am. Right. Right. You would not anticipate that, yeah. But everyone's gonna know who he is. Certainly. Yep. So I didn't want to like put. So I'm kind of like, I'm like introducing myself and talking to him as if like I'm the new kid on the block and like I'm, and he through the conversation he of course knew who I was and we'd played against each other and like all that stuff and he had broke broken the ice and was trying to make it comfortable for me but, I felt so stupid. Most of the time when I was talking for the probably the first month that he was on the team. Oh, yeah. After that, it it was fine. Then we just like chopped it up and bullshit or whatever. But uh, and it's fine now. But yes, I was I was pretty starstruck when he first got on the team.
0: That's how I was when Belinda Jensen uh, joined our show and I was doing mornings. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to say to this person because I I just I've always watched her. I've admired her. I think she's awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I have to actually talk on a regular basis with this woman.
1: And I have no idea what I'm going to say. It was, it was super but weird. The, but the funny thing is you realize that, like, just like this podcast is sort of just... She's one so, of my
0: favorite people today yeah. still because she's awesome.
1: Dude, they they truly, truly are just people. Yeah. Right? And they probably find the same things that you think are funny that they, they think is they they think is funny as right. well. Like, there's so many things that, that you share as just being normal people. Now, obviously, there's some just jackasses that probably you just don't get along with. I got There's plenty of those guys in the locker room that are like, I have... There's no assimilation between you and I. Like we just have nothing in common. Right. Um, but with him, it was, it was easy. I'm like, why did I put so much pressure on myself to be like this cool guy or like this something? You know. Right. Like he's just a normal dude that just happens to be one of the best players ever. Right. You know. That's a great
0: story though. I love that. My wife actually stopped me when you were talking about our wives. She stopped me from one of the biggest dork moments I possibly could have had. I mean, ever. Johnny Cash. He's playing down in Mankato when I was working down in Mankato. And Christy and I were dating at the time. And so he comes around. So she and I get to go and host 25 listeners. Mm -hmm. We go to the green room back behind the wireless center there where he's going to play in Mankato. June Carter is in the room, like, hosting, asking if we all want some, like, sweet tea and, you know, being really kind. Like, you just sit down. You're June Carter Cash. I got this. Right. And Johnny comes around the corner. And at the time, you know, John was getting up there in age. And so he, they had put the makeup on him. So when the spotlight hits, so he doesn't look like it's the ghost of Johnny Cash. Right. He, he almost looks like the Headless Horseman because they put so much orange makeup on right. his face. Right. And he's the man in black. So, I mean, you're like, oh, my God. And he comes walking around the corner and he goes, hello. And it was, I hear him say, hello. And I look at Christy and I go, oh, my God, he just said hello. And she just goes, get your shit together. What else does he say when he greets people? <laughs> Don't like, be this guy. Say hello back. <laughs> so she saved me there, and then he ended up saving me from being a massive, massive dork douche um, because I'm going to go up and do the intro for him. And as I'm going up, there's like five steps to get up onto the platform that's actually the stage. He's literally just down below on a wooden bar stool tuning his guitar just by himself. Right. So I walked by, and I think to myself, "Oh, like, how do I miss this opportunity, even though I just had talked to him and met him, took pictures and stuff. I walked back down the steps. And I go, Mr. Cash, have a good show. And he said, thank you. And as I get up and I start walking up onto the, uh, the platform, he goes, by the way, I get to say hello. So I start walking out to the front of the stage. Spotlight hits me. And it dawns on me at that very moment how many radio douchebags have gone up on the stage to intro Johnny Cash and go, hello, I must. I've always wanted to do that. And so I went straight intro. John walks by me as I'm walking off the stage and goes, might have found intro. Walks up to the microphone and goes, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And just blares into Folsom. And I'm in the back going, I didn't fuck it up. Oh, the coolest yeah. moment of my life. And Johnny Cash helped me not be a dork.
1: Yes. Yeah. But how, but how about that? Like, he's done this enough to yeah. know that you you probably should help out the person that's, you know, because he probably knows yeah. that you're nervous yeah. or something, right? So he, he Or I'm w- an idiot. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah he I'm just idiot. wants to make sure that, like, hey, just... Do the intro like you normally do. Like let let me do the, yeah. the hello. That's my and part. That's it.
0: Yeah. That's it. Oh, it was so awesome. I give you one job. Yeah. <laughs> I give you one
1: job. To not
0: make Johnny Cash mad. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my uh, my absolute it was I was so dorked out when I when I first met him, and he was the kindest man ever. It was like the coolest thing ever. And uh, yeah, that was. I'm still a little all well ramped up about that. I know. I love it. It's awesome. Ben Lieber, my guest for dork. Uh, as far as. Uh, What what things you got going on? You have so many things going on. Obviously, with the uh, college football, sports, and stuff like that. But that's now you get a little respite. Yeah. And then of course the Minnesota Vikings and Uh everything that goes on there with the sidelines and everything else that you do on pretty much every uh, TV channel in town. Um, Charity events? Anything else that you got? That.
1: Yeah. So and so you'll um, I'll be hitting you up as well. So I uh, I know that you're involved with St. Jude's. Yes. so, and, and you and I have already had this this conversation, but it's going to be a little bit more of a, an expanded role for me. So the St. Jude's has had a golf tournament for you know over ten years yeah. in the in the Twin Cities, and and we're sort of revamping it, and we're and and we want to just do some some different stuff. So uh, I've I've helped, I've now lended my name to. It'll be the, the Ben Lieber of St. Jude's. We haven't, we haven't come up with the, the official title yet, right? Yeah. but I'm yeah, hosting yeah. the golf tournament this year. Uh, it'll be in June sometime, and then uh, I'm also going to co-chair the whole thing as well. So um, it doesn't sound like it's going to be much more than I'm already doing, um, but I'm really, really excited uh, to help out St. Jude's. Uh, my family has a direct connection as my brother lost a child to brain cancer, and and he had to spend some time at St. Jude's, and my brother and his wife got the, you know, the full benefits of what St. Jude's do, does yeah, with, amazing. you know, allowing the the kids to get free treatment. They stay down there for free. Um, they got grocery cards for free. Um, they got, you know, bills taken care of. Um, you know, out in, in the regular life back back in Louisville. So, you know, seeing what uh, St. Jude's did for them, you know, it's it's only what I can do to try to help out and raise money for St. Jude's. Um, so I got that going on. Uh, I'm also helping out Taste of the NFL still with their with their charity. They have their we just kind of finished up our in season uh, charitable giving events, and then they have their big event in uh, Atlanta for the Super Bowl on Saturday night. Uh, I don't have much to do with that other than show up and have a good time. Nice. So that's so that's good. It's um, the best role. It is. It's <laughs> a good role. <laughs> you know now now it's just the Vikings, and then you know I, I still like to uh, do some public speaking whenever I can. And, you know, I'd like to to get that going more in the off season. Do you have a website for that? I do. Yeah, really? I do. It's just benlieber.com.
0: Oh, very yeah, easy. It's,
1: it's, it's, I, I try to keep it simple. Right. right? Well,
0: because sometimes you overthink things. You do. You know, and then you're like, I don't even know what that thing does. Yeah. But, oh, okay, it's benlieber.com. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then I'm guessing with that, they'll also have... Will they have some links to the St. Jude? Obviously, when the St. Jude tournament comes up, K-102, we're going to be all over that. Yep. We're going to be helping Yeah, and, and we're going to be hitting you guys
1: up for all that stuff, and I think that's already kind of an agreed upon, a pre-agreed-upon thing that, uh, that I heart and, and K-102 is going to help out because you guys do the Radiothon. Um, so I... Th- Yes, once we get everything official, because um, I think we're going to tweak some of the links as well and how to get. Because I, you know, we we just met with an advertising company to kind of read get some new ideas on how to promote the thing. So I think there might be a new link. Um, okay. We're trying to figure that out. So once that gets, I'll, I'll post that onto my website as well. Um, I, I'm 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 pushing a new bourbon, Douglas and Todd, nice. which is which is new as of like last week. I did see um, that actually on Twitter. So Douglas and Todd is is named after the counties where it's made up in uh, Osakis, Minnesota. So it's all uh, local grain. Um, it's 83% corn. It's 17% wheat. Uh, it's all gro- grown here, distilled here. We went to the distillery last week. We saw how they make the proce- do the process. We saw the barrel house where they age it for four cool. years. It's a pretty amazing. Uh, that's all done here in Minnesota. And it's bottled right over in Princeton. So the whole process is done here locally in Minnesota. It's a fantastic bourbon, so check that out. Um, I got some deals at Best Buy going on as well. So, yeah, there's... Busy. There's things going on, but I wouldn't say that's like busy like 8 to 5 every day. Sort of right. Asking.
0: Well, you already have someone else uh, occupying most of that time. Your wife and your kids.
1: Exactly. <laughs> as you, yes. And you know how that goes.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, I appreciate this. Uh, I, I love you. I think you're one of my favorite dorks that I've ever been around. Thank you. Uh, it's, you as well. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I mean, I was fishing just a little bit, mm. and that's super dorky. But nonetheless, embrace your inner dork because it can take you to really cool heights and ultimately, always remember, everybody you know, everybody you see George Clooney huge dork yeah he probably actually has a huge dork
1: <laughs> probably I'm gonna guess and we
0: may edit that or maybe not no I it's think a podcast <laughs> <laughs> let it be <laughs> thanks Ben thank you Moss. <laughs> step into the world of power loyalty